The journey toward our higher selves continues with conversations in the indigo tent. Join us on the adventure. Hey Zella, welcome back to the indigo tent. I am so happy to be here. How are you, Wendy? Just ever so peachy keen. That's good. And you have a roommate. We mentioned that in our last podcast. Your son, one yes, of your sons, has moved in with you. So how is that going, having a roommate after so many years of being alone? It's, it's been interesting, a really, uh, a really interesting adjustment. You know, the people in our lives are wonderful mirrors to what we can work on, on, you know, improving ourselves and becoming close, you know, on that journey to being a, our higher self, which thankfully is a lifelong journey. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to get it right all at once or ever, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We just keep plugging away, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's been interesting because yes, I've known him my whole or his whole life. Uh, and, and yet at the same time, so there's, so there's the one side where we're, we're very compatible in the sense that, yeah, I'm mother of son, we've been around each other, but then at the same, on the other side, I guess, not the same side, but the other side of that is, um, you know, he's been around male roommates or, you know, a group of people all the time. And I've been pretty much by myself for uh, the last, I don't know, seven years or so. And so there's that, oh, now there's like a different, you know, there's more than one person's energy sharing the space. And there's, uh, you know, there's like the interactions now that, that we get to have, you know, that they're different from when you call them on the phone and, hey, how you doing? Or it's like, now we're yeah. sharing the same physical space. So it's been really, uh, it's been really interesting. And while his car is in the shop, you're even sharing the automobile. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So it's, you know, there's that level of interaction too, which is about scheduling, you know, which appointments do you have today? Where, you know, do you need to go in here, there? What, you know, so it's, yeah, it's been, it's been kind of uh, a whole new adventure. Yeah. So we titled this podcast, Boundaries, a familiar theme, but with new material, because Wendy shared with me that she has been thinking about boundaries, dialoguing with another friend there in Florida, and has come up with some new concepts. So let's just dive in. Sure, why not? Dive away. Yeah, so it, it actually, it's sparked from the same question of, you know, how's it been going with, with your son living there with you for a while, or, you know, being here? And... So it was like, well, I noticed like interaction styles, like communication styles. And, and, you know, sometimes I'm very random with my thoughts, kind of like ADD thinking. <laughs> and it's like, hey, what about this? And I forget that he might be in the middle of something. Uh -huh. And so sometimes he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't respond like that. He's finishing his whatever he's doing, and then he'll respond. And I noticed like my, one of my reactions was, oh, 
you're supposed to answer me right away. Cause you know, like that's what a teacher does to a student. <laughs> We're supposed, you know, like a student asks the questions, teacher's just supposed to know. And I think it's some, it's, it's maybe in a little bit in our culture is that we're just supposed to respond right away. Mm -hmm. And so it really got me thinking about, is that, is that my expectation? Is that um, my own interaction style? Right. And part of our upbringing, because both of us were raised by military dads and, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you're going to snap to attention and you're going to answer them right away or there could be a consequence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's, there's even, you know, that, that sense that I think was instilled upon me between both parents is that not answering right away was somehow rude. And disrespectful. Yeah. Disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And then it like really occurred to me that why? Why am I expecting someone to cater to my questions and my time frame and my thinking about answering? Why don't I, you know, why isn't, can't we allow some space for people to think about what they want to say? I love that. <laughs> that was sort of this like mm -hmm. mind mind blown moment where it was like, I'm sitting here expecting him to, you know, conform to my thinking of communication when I'm actually invading his space in that sense of that moment of that interaction. That's good. And a trend right now in the yoga world is you'll hear fellow yoga teachers, they'll say, are you allowing space? Are you keeping that space? Um, are you respecting their space? Are you allowing space? Are you honoring your clients, your students space? And if you think about it, you get this room full of people or a, a zoom room full of people and you have this wonderful agenda. You have this lesson plan. You've come up with all of these, um, items that you're going to work through your list and you're going to reach your peak pose and then you're going to wind them down but then you you hit reality hits you in the face you get people who come in with emotional baggage maybe <laughs> really ready to practice and then of course the physical limitations different body types different flexibility different yeah. range of motion and and so i have to create space for my clients so it sounds like that's the same thing that we should be doing uh, on an emotional level with those that we live with or work with or interact with. Are we holding space for them? Are we allowing them to be them without at the same point or rather at the same time still having boundaries in place so that they're respecting us and and we're allowing space for them so that's a mm -hmm. that's a tightrope to walk almost right <laughs> yeah it is and it and, you know it really occurs to me that yeah i might have this question or you know did you do this or can you do this da, 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 da. and that's in my thought process but you know to really and it, to really allow that interaction to be an interaction mm. there needs to be a mutual consent to have that interaction mutual that consent. Could be as simple as 
hey, can I ask you a question? Or could, you know, could you help me with a project in the next five minutes, mm -hmm. right? Instead of, you know, going beyond just like do it now because I'm your mother kind of thing or because I said <laughs> so or, you know, those types of things. But it was like, wow. And, and then as I was chatting with my friend, it was like, oh my gosh, what would happen if we actually allowed others and ourselves time and space to actually think about our answers and think about our interaction. And, mm -hmm. and before we just, you know, said something and open mouth, insert foot kind of a moment. Right. And I like how you said it earlier when we were planning for this podcast, you said stuck between the decisions. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So in that same concept or that same vein of interaction, I realized like, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time just being stuck because I might be thinking this way and then there was that. And then it's like this idea of, well, what about this decision? What about that decision? Oh, I need to know right now. And oh, it can only be this or this. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like for an extreme example, do I marry this guy or do I marry that one? What? Why? You know, it's like, or, or <laughs> I can't think of anything like really severe enough, but it's like, I found myself so limiting in the sense of the scope of decisions and that goes with this whole idea of about boundaries do we allow ourselves space to allow a decision to happen to be made mm -hmm. yeah that's good that's good in our family we have this joke that um, my husband and then my oldest son when they go to Home Depot you know that you're going to be stuck there with them because they're going to read the label they're going to look at every board that they're going to buy. And so my grandson can imitate his father, who's really just imitating both his father and his grandfather. But what I admire about both Matthew and Gary is they are going to give themselves wholeheartedly to that project. And that project's going to be done right. And Megan, my daughter-in-law, talked about this, that she comes up with these creative designs and things she wants to build, but she knows she can count on Matthew to go and be in that space where he is going to analyze it. And he is, he's going to tune everybody out. He's going to have that boundary up like, no, no, Jacob and Ava, you can whine that I'm taking too long at Home Depot, but I'm going to be in this space right now to make this decision. And so I'm to do we, it right. Yeah. Do we, we, we all need to do that. I think we, especially during this pandemic time, for instance, um, the school districts have just been slammed into um, making these almost rash decisions about how to make oh um, school work. You know, this firsthand. Right. Yeah. And did we they allow the space for the, did they allow the space for the decision to be made in an intelligent manner? <laughs> and, and, you know, in that instance, there wasn't really the time to make 
you know, I mean, right. we literally found in two days, got noticed that we were going completely online. So yeah, there are times when you don't have that time or space to be able to, you know, take, figure out what that decision needs to look like or what that interaction needs to look like. And, you know, for example, the, the tragedies going on over in the West Coast of all the different fires and even in Colorado and, you know, from one minute to the next, the wind changes. And then all of a sudden you have literally moments to get to safety or get out of your house and get to safety. And, you know, right, there, there are those kinds of traumatic situations where hopefully we've done our due diligence homework so that at that moment we can just act, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think of this like example with the airlines, right? Every time you get on an airplane, the same spiel, right? Here's the seatbelt, here's the evacuation lights, here's the, <laughs> you know, how you get out of the plane if, if it's over water, you know, it's like all those safety features. And they do that so that if, there is an accident, we can just jump, you know, do what we need to do instead of panicking and trying to make the decision then. It makes me think of our last podcast where we talked about routines and consistency. <laughs> and it also makes me think of other podcasts where we've talked about br the brain and the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. And if we're constantly in this, in this mindset that we've got to make a decision right now, well, not every decision's a fight or flight or freeze, right? That's some decisions do need that umbrella of time and some decisions need that consistency and that routine and some decisions need that act now because the lion's behind you. <laughs> exactly. And the wisdom is knowing which is which. And the wisdom is knowing and passing that on to our children, to our spouses, to our roommates. Um, to ourselves. You know, <laughs> yes. And, and first and foremost to ourselves. So this, this brings us back to our higher selves and, and, and our goal here at the Indigo Tent. So something that Wendy and I talked about that is we tend to judge those that don't make decisions in the same way that we do. We tend to think that they're of lesser value. And, and then if we're putting ourselves in the place of judge and executioner, <laughs> um, how is that helping them with their decision-making process? And have we set the right boundary? I guess that's where we're going with this more than anything is boundaries. We've heard that word, that term, that idea thrown around for years. Oh, set your boundaries. Well, yeah, what does that look sometimes, like? Really? <laughs> sometimes you got to look at the new material, a pandemic, for instance, or, um, a roommate moving in and the boundary lines get shifted because you don't want to be the judge and executioner all the time. Right. <laughs> right. And as, and as you're saying that it occurs to me that in my thinking, somehow a boundary meant smaller mm -hmm. times a boundary is, is also expanding. Right. Growing, right? evolving yeah. and changing. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, it, the boundary looks different. It's not necessarily a boundary against everyone else. It's a, it's a boundary within the context of an interaction. That's good. 
That's really good. And then something that Wendy and I came up with that we have to just to start defining our yes <laughs> and defining our no. If we say yes to a task, what are the limitations? Will this work for us? So there's questions that come within the boundaries when you're asked to do something that you may or may not be ready to do. So you rely on those boundaries, but how is my yes going to affect what I believe is necessary for my well-being and yet to get the task done and respect you at the same time, right? Yeah, because yeah. I notice in myself in the past, I had a tendency to go, oh, yes, I can do that. I can do that. I'm super mom. I can do it all, right? Or superhero, superwoman, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that meant doing it all. Yes. And then I found that I would jump into something and hadn't set all the parameters or hadn't even considered all the parameters for accomplishing that. And then I, you know, sometimes be in a internal conflict, which is, oh, maybe I can't do this the way I thought I could. Right. Or now I have to maybe renegotiate when that's, you know, that happens. Right. But going back to this idea of, you know, conversations and, 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 and asking, it's like, you know, yeah, I've heard for years from a lot of the, the self-development people, oh, say yes, and then figure out how. Mm, in some places, yeah. But then sometimes, isn't it okay to say, let me just think about that for a minute. Let me find out some more about it and see how it might be a good fit for both of us. Right. Or walk away from it. Or, or yeah, let me take some time to ponder that. And then if it's not a good fit, then, then saying no is okay too. And a lot of times, you know, we're afraid to say no because, oh, it might hurt their feelings or something, right? And this is what my friend was talking about. Like she had built up in her mind this whole idea that if she said no, it might hurt the other person or disappoint the other person. And actually then when it, she actually did say no to this particular um, favor that her friend was asking her to do, then the friend said, oh, okay, no problem. I'll, I'll get another person to do it. You know, so it's like here she built up this whole, you know, catastrophe that was really just a simple yes or no and it was okay either way mm -hmm. yeah so it's like sometimes we need to it, it's okay to both give ourselves space and communicate that to the other person that that's our intention and then to look at the situation are we sitting in the seat of judgment um what is this there's a new um thing in the psychology world where it's the triangle and it's the the judge the the executioner and the victim i believe and mm -hmm. so which role are you in in that triangle within that decision making process well if you give yourself the space uh -huh. you can get in the middle of the triangle and figure out which way you're going to go so that you're not stuck in one of those corners so, yeah, okay. I'd like to add a fourth corner to that and make, okay. it a, make it a box. Yeah, let's make it a box. <laughs> Instead of a triangle, which is, or it might be a circle, an ongoing circle. And I'd like to propose the idea of a narrator. Uh, I like is, that. 
detached from the mm -hmm. story and can see all of those different areas. Mm -hmm. That's you know, that really good. Yeah, like the narrator that can get into the mind of each character and why not be that and figure out how, that's a really good tool right there. How How is this situation, how am I gonna to respond to this situation where it works out best for me? I like that. So yeah. speaking of that, your moments with your higher self, take each decision that's given to you, each question, listeners, and decide who is it serving? Because that's extremely important. If it's serving the overall community, is it meeting your the needs for your higher self? And then is it benefiting that person that's asking you? But ultimately, it has to start with the higher self or it's of no value, right? Well, different value, maybe, because yeah, maybe sure. it's coming from a physical need to just help someone out, or maybe it's coming from a, an emotional need to be there for somebody, or right. maybe, you know, or a spiritual need. I mean, there's, there's a variety of needs, but it's the idea is be clear on, is that fulfilling one of my values, my core values that are important to me? Or is it, uh, you know, the word that comes up a lot lately is blind loyalty. Mm. Am I doing this because I think I'm expected to do this? Mm -hmm. Or am Good I question. Answering, am I answering this from a space of what is my intention? for this activity. Mm -hmm. That's or, good. Yeah. So our suggestion is write down some thoughts, create an action list or a timeline, walk away from it and view it with fresh eyes. You don't have to answer right there. You can go and do the things I just suggested and they'll be in the show notes. So, so you can come back to that, but you don't have to give an answer right away. You can go and ponder it, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, like when I have five different projects that all sound really good, I can step back and I can write down what's, what's my idea for them and my intention for them and my timeline for them. And then I can say, okay, maybe now looking at these projects side by side, I can say, is this project for now or is it for later? Right. That's a, that is a really good question right there, because the project may be a great idea that fits in your whole scope of who you want to be and your creative self, your inspired self, but maybe it's not for right now. And yeah. that's okay to put it on the back burner. And, and to then go, is this something I want to make space for later? Mm -hmm. And if so, what do I need to prioritize now right now yeah to have that space going back to that consistency thing where can I create the you know create the creative space mm -hmm. that made sense I like it <laughs> getting creative there Wendy <laughs> oh we're silly now 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 we sound like the the two women um on um, Saturday Night Live years and years ago I remember um they, they had a show out of Minnesota where they would sit and talk about things like we do. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up. 
boundaries, a familiar theme, but with new material. So we hope this has been of value to you listeners. And we'd love to hear what some of your new insights are with, with setting boundaries for yourself and giving yourself space for your com- in, um, interactions and communications and, and decisions. Right. See where it leads you. Yeah. All right. Till next yeah. time in the tent. Bye, y'all. See you next time. Bye. We hope you've been uplifted by this episode. Please help us uplift others by sharing, subscribing, and reviewing our show. Join in on the conversation by adding your insights and transformations in the comments section. See you next time.